Ag State of Mind, episode 150. This episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast is brought to you by farmingtheweb.ca. Create your first listing today and receive a $15 Tim Hortons gift card. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now, here's your host, Jason Meadows. Are you looking to quickly and efficiently buy or sell agricultural products or get the word out about your ag event? Avoid the headaches of using non-ag marketplaces or classified sites and check out farmingtheweb.ca, Canada's best free classified site designed by and for Canadian farmers. Create your first listing and receive a $15 Tim Hortons gift card. Buy, sell, get back to work. Get started today and visit farmingtheweb.ca. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, as always, Jason Meadows. Today, we're going to go solo. Um, I'm going to share with you a little bit of what has been on my mind, some things I've been reading, and how I've applied them and can apl- even going to apply them to our agriculture business and just to our own uh, health mind in general. So... Um, I was reading this book, or actually I'm still reading this book. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it because the name's actually kind of vulgar. Um, so, but, uh, it's, if you sign up for my newsletter, uh, every, every week or two weeks, whenever I send it out, I give you a little, uh, sneak preview into what I am actually reading and listening to at the moment. And this book is by an author named Mark Manson. And in the book, he describes, Uh, our thinking versus our feeling brain and I'm actually going to give you just a small excerpt of it and then kind of talk about it how it applies to our life and it says the thinking brain represents your conscious thoughts your ability to make calculations and your ability to reason through various options and express ideas through language your feeling brain represents your emotions impulses intuitions and instincts So there's this kind of like he put into uh, kind of context this by like thinking that you that you're like driving a car, your brain is actually a car that somebody is driving. He called it the consciousness car and it's driving along the road of life and there's a lot of different routes and, you know, tons of destinations. Um, But like your the your decisions are based on what your thinking brain and your feeling brain like can compromise over and he said basically the feeling brain actually is the one that's actually in the driver's seat like you're no matter what you're feeling no matter what your thinking brain really wants to do your feeling brain is always going to be in the driver's seat and you're always going to go where your feeling brain takes you the thinking brain is more like your navigator like he's sitting in the passenger side telling to the feeling brain like where to go what turns to make don't get off at this exit don't go in this direction down that dead end road so because 
let's face it, without the two together, your thinking brain, your feeling brain, your your life would be just a total mess. And the a, a overall healthy individual really has a balance of the thinking brain and the feeling brain guiding their decisions. And let me let me take it as an example for something as it regards to my own life. I have wanted it to, as a part of my brush control program on my farm, I've really wanted to get some goats to clean everything up. And like my feeling brain's like, yes, I need to get these goats. It's going to be awesome. I don't have to bush hog this, this, and this. It's going to all these great things. Meanwhile, my thinking brain's like, well, you've got to put in all this fence and you've got to make sure and keep them in and, you know, make sure you keep electric run to it. And, you know, what if a coyote gets in there? What about predator control? So you see in this, like I, the thinking brain and the feeling brain have to like almost come to an agreement and that's your decision. So we, when we get into problems is when we, that thinking brain and that feeling brain totally like go unchecked. So like, if I didn't have a thinking brain guiding my process, my thought process in this sort of situation, then I would just go out, buy all the goats, buy all the fence, and then just like, just do it. And it would turn out to be a disaster, right? And I'm going to be the first to say, like, I often let my feeling brain override my thinking brain. Like I, I do that, like, and that might be my major flaw is I don't like apply my thinking brain enough to situations. Um, but because I, I see somebody as like, oh, their goats did this and it made this, this and this happen. And it was just such a good improvement for their land. And uh, yeah, that's how I need to do it, you know? So that's, that's how I feel. Like I like, oh, they can do it. I can do it. But like, I don't ever like the thinking brain. It gives us the ability to apply context to any given situation. So by going through analyzing my thoughts, analyzing the actual feelings behind a decision with my thinking brain, then I'm able to come to the decision and realize that yeah, right now my part, this part of my life where I got kids running around, I've already got cows out. I'm going to have to, you know, this will take extra time. This will you know, be X amount of hassle, like putting, you know, a number on my time and how much that's worth. It may, it's helped me come to the decision like, Hey, goats aren't really right for me right now. Um, we'll have to do something different. Um, and I think that's different for everybody. Like everybody has to find that balance between their feelings and their, you know, calculating and, and brain. And like in the book, he gave an example of this, this guy and he called him Elliot and Elliot was super successful. Right. He was had kids. He was an, he was like a pretty high level executive at a company till one day he kept having these headaches and he went in for, um, you know, a, a check on this headache. I don't know if I can't remember if it was like a CT scan or whatever, but it turned out he had a brain tumor. Well, he had to have part of his frontal lobe removed along with this brain tumor and after his, you know, he made a, he made a full recovery. Well, that's kind of actually a relative term as far as a full recovery. Um, but he came out unscathed. But in, after his surgery, he made all sorts of decisions, started making all sorts of decisions that 
really like didn't make any sense like he would miss meetings he would not go to his kids baseball games he just would do all these things eventually he lost his job he lost his family and he pretty much ended up on pretty much homeless living with his brother and his brother took him to a doctor and uh, doctor after doctor and you know they really just couldn't figure out what was going on well it turns out by removing part of that frontal lobe they took away his ability to really apply his feeling brain to all of his decisions. And, you know, he was still very analytical, still made very good sense of, like, he could rationalize his decisions, but they were, like, just totally decisions that were bad for him. And by, like, so I think, like, this big common misconception is that we don't, like, we put our feelings, like, we put too much value on our feelings, and we put, um, you know, we need to think through facts and things more, like, more than feelings, and this is kind of proof, and, like, there's other cases, like, there was a common treatment for mental illness back in the day was a lobotomy, where they go in and where they'd remove, they'd, like, put a split in your frontal lobe. Well, by doing that, they just took all like kind of feeling out of things. And you know, the feeling part of our brain is very important, obviously. I mean, it's the one that drives our decisions, you know, and our thinking brain kind of helps it along. So what I'm really trying to say here is there is a certain balance. And I know I've said that balance doesn't really exist, um, but that's not actually true. There is a certain balance with things. So like, especially with our brain, we have to balance our thinking and our feeling brain to make these decisions, you know, still take into consideration our feelings towards something because they matter. Let's take it another thing. Let's do it another part of my life in a workout. I know that doing lunges, I'm trying to think of something I hate working out and that's lunges, weighted lunges. I hate that's like the most terrible exercise I think there is. And I know that I need to exercise, but if somebody, like if somebody says, well, the only way you're going to do this, this, like get these results is by doing lunges every single day. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Even though I know exercise is important, I'm not going to do any workout program that requires me to do lunges every day. I'm just not going to do it. You know, and that's the thinking and the feeling brain coming into coming into like almost clashing there. But if I say, oh yeah, working out is important, but I know I hate lunges, but I still know I need to do them probably a little bit. I'm likely to still do them every so often instead of like every day. You see what I'm saying? So like our thinking brain like rationalizes with our feeling brain like, all right, like, so you're not going to do lunges every day. Well, let's do them. Let's just, just try them twice a week and see where that happens. You know, so it's like this, you know, almost negotiation going on inside your brain. So, and I think this is really important for us going forward with any decisions that we make. And uh, I, I'm a very emotional person and I've learned over the last several years to not let emotions get too far in guiding my decisions. And I think over, I think I've done a really good job of that, but in almost too good of job, like into a fact where I don't take enough consideration of my feelings in decisions. So I have to, uh, I think reading this part of this book, and again, I'll link the book is in my newsletter from last week. Actually, it was just Actually, it was from this this week's newsletter. I'm sorry. Um, I'll put the notes 
in the show notes the link to that newsletter um, so you can find that and find a little blurb about the book myself. Um, but in reading that book, it helped me see the importance of allowing both of these brains, both of these parts of your brain, both of your, your logic and your feelings, when they come together and kind of come on to a mutual understanding, that's when we are our healthiest self. So, uh, I think I like to put myself in situations where that's the case. So, all right, guys, appreciate it. Appreciate you listening to this solo episode. I'll be back with more next week from the podcast, from all these great guests that I have this week. So appreciate you. Go out, go on, and leave us a review. We really appreciate the reviews. They help us get out to a number of different folks. Uh, they get We get our show recommended on Spotify, iTunes, all those places. So go out, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. And until next week, this has been the Ag State of Mom podcast. This episode of... This episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast is brought to you by farmingtheweb.ca. Create your first listing today and receive a $15 Tim Hortons gift card. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.